Welcome back to the Enjoy the Walk podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We've got news from around the golf world, uh, amped up to get into Masters Week prep. But before we do, we got to talk about the ladies ascending on Augusta, Georgia. We've got Scotty Scheffler ascending to the number one world golf ranking. We'll talk uh, what he did that makes it so special, uh, why we think maybe he's deserving of that number one title so quickly, maybe why he isn't um, and how the world golf rankings and the adjustments uh, over the past decade or so in world golf rankings really affect why Scheffler was able to ascend up to number one so quickly. We'll talk Dell match play. We'll talk Kevin Kisner just being an absolute juggernaut in the match play side of things. Um, we'll talk a little bit of our own golf too. It's still been a little cold, but uh, Dante happy to have you back, man. It's another week for the enjoy the walk and, Golf is a buzz. Golf is surely buzzing. Uh, we're kind of seeing our second week of uh, winter. Uh, we got a we got a uh, fake fake spring uh, two weeks ago, but now we're back into in the winter. So hopefully it starts warming up. But yeah, it's uh, like I said, golf season is pretty much the kick start as Masters comes to the turn. It's uh, everything everyone is talking about, especially with a certain someone landing his private jet there, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, this time of year, I think especially now in the past few years, I know we didn't have it because of COVID the previous year, but um, the Augusta National Women's AM, I think, has put a really special touch on to what now it seems like is a um, is a coming together party for not just uh, the golf world anymore, but kind of everyone, right? I think this brings a lot of people who maybe weren't interested in the game before or weren't interested in the men's game um, into Augusta National. And like you said last week, and I think you just said again there, it's the golf world's coming of the season pretty much, right? It's like the opening party for the golf world. Yeah, it's your opening day pretty much for the entire United States um, area, just because the entire, you know, our, our area and the Northeast kind of that weather, you know, it's a flip of the switch and it goes yeah. from basically being 40 and windy to, you know, mid sixties. And it's just, it's, it's baseball's our opening day, in my opinion. I love it. I, it's so um, it's so much excitement, right? Um, I just played a weekend of golf down in the Charlotte area. It wasn't crazy warm, but it was warm enough. It was warmer than it was back in Maryland. Um, and that was kind of my like, all right, you know, let's let's put it into gear. Let's actually start getting to play some golf. And even even down there, the buzz was Augusta. The buzz was who's playing, who's not. Uh, and the buzz was, I just can't wait to sit around the TV next weekend and watch Augusta National. I know. And you know what's great about it is the fact that the women's amateur is the week before the Masters. So technically you get two weeks mm -hmm. of Augusta National to just get that course to showcase. And I think that's what makes it so special because one, you know, it's a newly tournament for the women Ams to go out there and play like this most pre prestigious course that you only get to see once a year. Mm -hmm. Now you get to see once a year, twice a week or two weeks rather than just the one. And I think it's just that remarkable of a course. And I know you were saying that, you know, I think you can agree with me as well, that it, it's one of my top tournaments to watch of the year, um, I, you know, excluding the masters itself, just because, 
and you were saying it really showcases the course's design. I, I truly think it does. Um, and, you know, it's unfortunate, I think, um, that we only get to see the ladies play it um, one time. I, I think we should get to see them play it maybe twice at least. Um, yeah. It seems like we're getting, as fans, almost shortcut on the experience. Um, I know the ladies are just, you know, appreciative of getting to play Augusta since um, it's still a very new event. But I think if you're going to call it the Augusta National Women's Am, I think they should get to play it more than once. But even well, still, all, all, all arguments aside on how many times they get to play it, I think when the ladies do ascend on the grounds of Augusta, um, it is a completely different game. They play it from a different yardage. Um, and they showcase how incredible these amateurs are and why they have a right to play this course uh, year in and year out. Yeah, I would I... – Hands down. I mean, every time Masters years come around, like, and like, I know the couple of years, it's been a little tricky with the, uh, you know, with the whole COVID situation and the American, you know, the women's am at, a, at Augusta. Um, I always re- go back and just rewatch the 2019 one um, with Maria Fossey and um, his cup show just battling it out in the last final round. And, it's just it's just remarkable to see because like you said it showcases this course because honestly you see a little bit more of the course because there's not technically much the giant crowds of six to ten deep of fans just lined up across like right up against the ropes but i i enjoy it every year i mean it's pretty much pre pre masters week like let's go yeah well, and I think it's right. Like when I, when we talked about uh, it's getting showcased in a different way. Um, I, I think one of the major ways, as you look back on that, that battle down the back nine with, with Fossey and Cupcho and how they showcase their talents. Um, it's showcased in a different way, not only from like a yardage perspective, but I just think, and I mean, I know we see guys like Morikawa and Justin Thomas be really great iron ball strikers, but the ladies are forced to play a lot of the par fives as par fives. And you see a lot of them like just playing kind of what you would call on the men's side, the the layup game, the Zach Johnson game of hitting a layup shot and the women, that's just their game because they're so lethal with their like eight, nine pitching wedge and wedges that that's their strong suit. I mean, I know we saw Cupcho go for it in that final round and pull it off um, and have an Eagle look, but I just think you see so many looks into these greens that you don't see out of the men's side of things. And I think it's just an exciting way to watch the masters. Cause I can only help, but I can't help, but think back to maybe the sixties and the fifties or even the seventies, like before my time and think, man, this, this might've been how the pros played it back then because it's truer to those yardages back then. And even with modern equipment, the women's game yardage wise overall at an amateur level resembles kind of the yardages um, of maybe a decade ago. Um, so I might take some flack from that, from some of the ladies, uh, on, on the bigger side of things that might bomb the ball, but at least that's my perspective. I, I see it that way. And I think it's a very unique way to watch the game. Yeah. And honestly, and I, I've said it too, and you know, the women say it as well. And I, you know, you look at majority of the game that we play as just hack amateurs is actually relative to the distance that the women actually play. Like mm-hmm. if you want to come really compare, I it's, you know, I know like a lot of um people want to, you know, argue against that, but in reality, I mean, you've, you've seen the numbers are 
you know, your average weekend warrior plays yardages more towards what the LPGA and all like the women AMs actually do play. It's around that oh, so 66 to 6,700 yards. Let's really define this, right? Because yeah. I think when, when people are listening to us, they might not be able to put it in perspective. Where does that yardage get accounted for, right? And like, are they really playing a different yardage? Well, I've got some of the statistics here on yardages per hole for the Masters versus the women's AM. Um, take number hole two, for example, par five pink dogwood. The women are playing it at 500 yards while the, while the men play it at 575. So right off the bat, the first par five, is 75 yards longer for the men. But the opening hole is where it really gets interesting. The women played at 365. The men played at 445, almost 90 yards longer. Mm -hmm. Um, So right off the bat, you're seeing a very disparaging 75 and 95 um, or 85 off the bat um, just in the first two holes alone. Um, And then as you kind of take a look around Amen Corner, um, you've got number... 12, the famous par of three, uh, golden bell for the men being at 155, while the women, uh, they play it at 145. So a little bit shorter there, but the next par of five is Zalia, the famous sweeping dog leg left uh, par of five. The women play it at 450, while the men play it at 515. So, But the 450 is more like you said of what it, the original design was back in the day too right correct all this added all this added yardage that the men are playing it from are modern tee boxes are modern additions i mean we saw it again this year augusta was under construction in certain areas adding distance so they could challenge these men more um i just think from a distance standpoint with modern equipment the the women's game much resembles the distances of what this course was initially designed for which i think is why it's actually more fun to watch them play the course don't get me wrong if 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 the men go down the stretch and we get to watch guys like thomas and scheffler and zalatoris i love watching the masters like you said favorite tournament of all year but easily and as you said the women's am quickly becoming my second favorite tournament because we get to watch augusta and we get to watch them play it from kind of proper distances it really goes back to the conversation we had on the podcast earlier in the year with with uh, brandel chambly and about how courses are designed to be set up for the women yeah, and and the same too, kind of the women alone, and kind of like you said, you know, being the architecture uh, geek that you are, the the original design, right? What it, you know, this history that has been revolved around uh, Augusta National, and and you know, a lot of these people like take Augusta out of the equation and look at all these other courses that people always want to have on their bucket list and the reasons why they go and play these courses. And it's not just because like, Oh, it's, you know, it's a course that's on tour. It's it's a course that's on tour. It's the history. It's who stepped foot on it and you know, everything about that. And then that kind of resemblance exactly what we're trying to talk about here is it, it goes back to its roots. And I think a lot of the, great like what's so great about this game is there's so much stuff that you can learn and adapt and take from from the beginning stages of what it once was and i think that's really cool too and i i really i agree with you on that it's just how how awesome that they're actually playing it more to what its original design was 
Yep. And I mean, speaking of the women that are playing in it, you've got uh, the top 10 of the world amateur golf rankings committed. Um, you've got 72 of the top 100 guaranteed to be in the field. Um, this is a star studded amateur golf event. Uh, obviously what Augusta aimed to do with this event, bring the best of the best uh, on the amateur golf level for the women uh, and get out here and play. So a um, couple names to kind of just like spotlight on um an 18 year old out of the united states amari avery uh she plays for the university of southern california currently um she is one of 25 players actually returning so she played in it before and she's coming back to play it again last time she was in the field in 2021 she missed the cut so she'll be looking to make that cut come uh the 36 hole cut there uh another young player in the field 17 year old stanford commit uh mega gagne uh, i believe you said she's from your new jersey area so uh one to look out for as we follow her down inside the ropes uh, this is her first time um playing in the event, but she's got big time experience playing in the 2021 U.S. Women's Am, actually shared the first round lead um, for the 2021 uh, Women's Open. Actually, I'm sorry, shooting 67, uh, ended up winning low amateur honors there. So she's got big tournament experience. Uh, it'll be exciting to see what we see out of the United States players and a ton of international representation, too. Oh, it's going to be I can't wait. And it starts tomorrow. So what better <laughs> i mean we're starting a week and a half early for uh seeing augusta's greatness so it's gonna be one hell of a time i'm excited and it, you know it is kind of cool too like like we said earlier i wish um the entirety of the tournament was played at uh, augusta but we're getting to see a, a course in champions retreat that i think plays in a very similar style it's in that augusta georgia architecture it's in that fashion uh, you know, short clipped areas around the greens and whatnot. So they get a similar feel. Um, it's fun to see that course too. Is it Augusta? Yeah. No, but it's a but fun it's a course, course to watch these, these women compete as well. Now, now it looks like they're at champions retreat for, so it's three rounds, rounds one and two, mm -hmm. and then championship, you know, they get to play Augusta. Now yeah. I'm assuming they take the two scores of rounds one and two and then cut from there. That is correct. Yep. So there'll be a 36 hole cut after the two rounds played at champions. Now, hypothetical, you know, we want to talk about playing Augusta national a little bit more. What if they did champions round cut Augusta national cut championship? No, not feeling nope. it. So here, here's the thing. And here's why I'm not feeling it. Um, I know all, all isn't ever fair in life and, and whatnot, but I feel like if you're a top 75 player getting this invite to something called the Augusta national women's amateur, that should guarantee you one round on Augusta national. Uh, I think it's unfair to kind of, you know, let these women, uh, I know they get a practice round, but yeah, they get a practice I, I, round. But... I want them to be guaranteed a tournament round. If they're getting offered the opportunity to play in the Augusta National Women's Amateur, it should go one round at Champions, one round at Augusta, cut another round at Augusta, or two rounds at Augusta, no cut. End of story. Thirty-six hole and, event. Yes. I don't hate that either, but from a perspective of Augusta really not liking all the play it gets already, um, that'll be a I tough know. bargain to borrow. I, think. I know. It's tough because unless they – I mean, 
unless they changed it to the fall and had it there in the fall. We saw that in COVID and it worked really well for the men's game, um, you know, November. But here's the thing again, I think, and now, you know, Augusta being an exclusive, exclusive spot, I don't think they'd miss this too much, but in talking um, or in seeing a lot of articles being written about the Dell technologies match play, possibly moving away from the club that it's at now because of the members not liking the course being shut down for two months out of the year. Um, it brings a lot of question of like, would Augusta national members want the course to be shut down once in the spring and then another in the fall to, to kind of accommodate for these two events. Now they can just do it kind of once for a little bit, like, you know, a week longer really uh, and call it a day for the year. So I think that's yeah, probably why they do it. I mean, you also got the logistical issues now too. So you got this tournament um, along, don't forget about the uh, drive chip and putt all within third best event of the year. <laughs> <laughs> all within two weeks time frame. So, you know, obviously the conversation we're having here is finding a way to have these women, these amateurs being invited to be able to play, see Augusta more than just once at a practice round, if mm-hmm. they don't make it all the way to the final championship. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really all I'd like to see. Um, I, I just think that would be a cool improvement uh, just from a viewership standpoint too. seeing these women play two rounds instead of one uh, would always be better. We're uh, we're at the end of the day. I think I can speak for all golf fans when we say, if we get to see Augusta national one more day on TV, we'd love to do so. <laughs> Absolutely. Our favorite well, time of the year. Hey, well, speaking of uh, our favorite time of year, guys, you can go to www.enjoythewalkpod.com to check out some exclusive Masters merch. Uh, We'll be dropping it on the Saturday before the Masters. So drive, chip, and putt day. Uh, We'll be dropping it then. Um, Or I'm sorry, drive, chip, and putts on the Sunday. But anyway. We'll, we'll be dropping it Saturday before the Masters, so be on the lookout for that. Like we said, guys, www.enjoythewalkpod.com. Uh, exclusive Masters merch will be on the site Saturday all the way through uh, Masters weekend and Masters Sunday. Uh, check out the website. Sign up for our email letters. That's the only way you'll be able to be entered for free giveaways as we uh, look to kind of ramp up the uh, interaction on master's week and, and send out some really cool prize gifts there. So check it out guys. And as always, you can go to at enjoy the walk pod on Instagram and Twitter to follow along as we post our stories and uh, muck it up with you guys on Twitter uh, throughout the week of master's week and the part of three contests and the women's amateur and everything that goes on during master's week. So Dante, everything going on during master's week and Everyone can only talk about one thing right now, and that's a private jet landing in Augusta National. What do we think about T-Dub getting out to practice, playing with uh, the old JT, out there with LaCava, and out there with Charlie Woods, too? Uh, it's very exciting. I'm pretty pumped, but I'm not trying to get my hopes too up just in case, if, you know, he's, you know, it's tight. Listen, we had this conversation offhand. And Tiger Woods is almost like the golf version of when Eminem just decided to just silent drop release all these albums after like he was on a hiatus for a few years. And that's kind of like equivalent of what's going on. But but he keeps like dropping these hints, playing almost like cat and mouse with you. But you don't know if you're going to be able to grab the mouth. And it's it's exciting but I'm I'm still a little hesitant as to if he's actually going to step on that course 
come tournament time, come Thursday, and actually play. Well, and here's my concern with it too, right? Um, Tiger Woods Legion on Twitter came out and said, a source, didn't name anybody very vague, said he played every one of 18 holes and he looked good to me. Um, I need to know more than a source uh, to consider (laughs) this, you know, credible and to consider it, uh, I guess, alarm sounding. So, I mean, you're talking about, right, we've heard this before. Tiger Woods stepped on a course, played around, and a source said so-and-so. Now, you're saying this source, quote-unquote, said he looks good to me. I'm sorry, but that doesn't sound very confident because the previous time when the Tiger Woods was making his comeback, everybody was saying source says he's puring everything. Well, and I will tell you this, Tote, I will tell you this, too. I think this time is different than the back surgeries and this, that, and the other, because this was unexpected. All those surgeries, he planned to get these surgeries and and they were necessary, right? This was so unexpected. Um, And and we kind of, again, I think we're seeing it in a different light than we ever have before. Um, With Tiger getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, you can tell during that speech, he's just a different guy than what he was during any of the other comebacks. The last comeback he had when he won the Masters in 19, um, he was just so appreciative and kind of being like, oh, I just can't believe I never knew if I'd ever play golf again. And then, you know, all of a sudden he has this just freakish accident. Um, And I think I think if I had to kind of channel in on what he's maybe thinking or processing is like. Um, I think he's just in such a world of like, I maybe need to play it safe and make sure my body can even withstand uh, the the rigorous walk of, of Augusta before I say anything. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like it's, it seems like he's going to, you know, I don't know. You kind of put it in a perspective where. But I guess you can say in like the high school days, there's like that true athlete that just like doesn't really have to really put much effort into it. But then there's that one person that needs to put a little bit more extra into it just to get to that same spot that that one person is. And that kind of, I guess you can say that's that his mentality is, you know, I got to work 20 times harder to be able to do what I did back in the day where I can just show up to the course and just like tee it up and, and just roll just because of all the injuries and recoveries and mm-hmm. everything that he's been, that he's been through. But I mean, it, he's very, uh, he's, he's playing a very good game of chess. Oh, absolutely. And I will say this too, like you just mentioned, the game of chess um, is not foreign to Tiger Woods and if, if he wants to play a mind game with every other person in the field, he will say nothing and he won't even make an announcement that he's playing. You know what? He'll make Augusta make the announcement for him and he'll just be on the T sheet come Thursday morning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Silence. Silence is his best friend because it keeps everybody waiting. And when they see his name on the T sheet come Thursday morning, people going to be a little scared of Tiger Woods being on the same list. I think so. And it's going to be exciting. So, you know, obviously I'm rooting for him. I'm hope, hoping that, you know, he makes his way to the T-sheet. Obviously it's going to be great for him. It's going to be great for, you know, the viewership. It's going to be the great for the game of golf. I mean, it's, everything's just going to be like increase in positivity. But, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. Obviously, you know, we won't know until probably, like you said, day of where he just like rolls up or, or I guess, you, I guess like 
all this speculation and sources was someone decided to go onto the Masters website and see who was confirmed playing, and Tiger Woods was just still on that list of actually, you know, committed to play, and that's when everything kind of just... God bless social media, because the way (laughs) the world found out was some inquisitive son of a gun that just screen recorded his phone as they went on the Masters website, and Tiger's name was still on the players actively playing. I mean... God bless 2022. It's like you just got to find those hidden Easter eggs, man. It's exactly what it is. But Absolutely. Another thing that made me laugh today, too, was, you know, all the um, hype with Tiger Woods making his way from Jupiter to uh, to Augusta. And I, I forget who pointed this out, but I saw it on Twitter and it made me, you know, chuckle with they're saying it was the equivalent because you, I guess you can track every plane out there now, and they knew <laughs> whose plane it was. And it was. They're like, yeah, this is equivalent to you know Christmas Eve and the, and the Santa tracker that you go online for. <laughs> I love I it. It's so that. true. We're at, literally at this point in time. Uh, we're recording this podcast on March 29th, um, 2022. Everyone is on the edge of their seats. It is like Santa coming. Like you want to wake up tomorrow and see that Tiger Woods is confirmed to be in the Masters. That's what we're all waiting for. It's like you're waiting for that new bike that you asked Santa for 30,000 times. That's what you want to see under the tree tomorrow. That's what we all want to see when we when we open up our phones to a nice little golf channel or a PGA Tour or Masters app update. Tiger Woods confirmed playing in the PG in the, in the masters. That's what I, we all want to see. That's dude. If that happens, that that's going to be wild, but it, I think if it happens, it will be the most watched masters in, in history because think about it. To, they want another cut. Dude. Imagine that comeback story. He came back from the, from the uh, back surgery. Finally got his way into playing very competitively. Mm-hmm. Comes out, wins the Masters unexpectedly. Then, you know, gets in a car accident, breaks his leg. Maybe, maybe not comes back. If he does come back, how well is he going to play? Does he win? Mm-hmm. I mean, we know this. We've heard that story before. Oh, for sure. Broken and leg, it, come back, win. It couldn't even be at a bigger time right now as well because of how many other incredible storylines there are around the game of golf right now. Scotty Scheffler having one of the best runs um, in recent memory, um, overtaking the number one spot under 25 years old, uh, only joining six other players to ever do it before 25, including Tiger himself. Um, You've got guys in the top 10 uh, still like Justin, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau is a little banged up, but could still compete. Um, you've got a fiery Will Zalatoris that's still playing well. Colin Morka was up there. John Rahm's up there. I mean, the names go on and on of, of guys who are just world-class caliber right now that if Tiger comes back and even puts himself in contention on a Sunday, get out of here. The world will stop turning. Yeah. And I just think what's crazy about the field with, the Masters coming up, and even just the overall field of the PGA, I mean, it's anybody's tournament to win. There's really no strong favorite. There's no, no there's not. select PGA guys that uh, these guys are fit for the Masters. I mean, like we said before, I mean, we've had conversations off 
you know, off camera here and basically said that, you know, we're seeing, you know, with the whole Scotty Scheffler and all those classic guys that have been winning the past couple of weeks, we're seeing a new era of golfers that are kind of, I've said like the, the Ricky Fowlers and the Rory's are kind of the, the veterans now. Those two guys you just mentioned, I know Ricky's not in the top, top 25 anymore, but Rory is the oldest guy in the top 25. Now put that in yeah. perspective, other than Dustin Johnson, other than Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy is the second oldest inside the top 25 right now in golf. That is bonkers. Yeah. I love it. Anybody... It's, it's, it's so good for golf. It's not even funny. Uh, and you add this, you add this tiger storyline on top of it and it just gets even more, uh, even more incredible. Um, I'm excited to see the next week. I think um, just this masters just has a vibe to it right now uh, that I'm giddy. I'm like a little kid again. It's like, I just can't wait for it. Um, and it's everything. It's, it's the masters itself. It's the women's amateur. It's the drive chip and putt. I think the masters has built such a, an awesome conglomerate around itself now that it just makes there's so much anticipation for the whole package. Yeah, absolutely. Right there. Well, guys, if you agree with us, or even if you don't uh, let us know, reach out to us at enjoy the walk pod on Instagram. Let us know your thoughts as we lead up to master's week here. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to uh, feature some of your guys's thoughts uh, on our Instagram, on our twi Twitter, and get everyone involved um, in a little conversation about the week or two uh, we have in front of us here as golf fans leading up to and through Masters Week. And as always, guys, you can go to www.enjoythewalkpod.com to check out the latest merchandise from us, check out the latest YouTube videos, as well as the latest blog posts, and interact with us by signing up on our email list today. Now, as always, guys, you can get out there, carry your clubs, and enjoy the walk. That's the stop. One shot at a time.